1: Before I get into um, any of the stuff that I, I have so many questions regarding the, the moon landing, I want just people to know that aren't aware, initially, if I understand correctly, your passion uh, was always cinema, right? It wasn't, uh, you didn't have like a something in astronomy and you wanted to work for NASA. You, it was movies initially, right? The big passion?
0: Yeah, I've been a filmmaker since I was about 18 years old, which is almost five years now. And... Uh... <laughs> And so I grew up believing the moon missions are real like everybody else. And then uh, probably more so, I had a shrine of pictures glorying the moon, moon landings on my wall. My father was in the Air Force. And uh, so we moved every couple of years. And wherever I went from bedroom to bedroom, there were these pictures of Apollo 11, which my father got as a gift. I was just four years old to sleep in bed at the time. and. When I was about 14, I saw a guy on television who worked for NASA asserting that they were fraudulent. And so I'm open-minded 14-year-old, I'm like, oh, I've never thought of that. So I went back to my bedroom wall to look at the pictures a little more critically. And in the original pictures, uh, they're a little bit different than the ones they have since color corrected. In the original prints from 1969, The soil of the moon's surface in every picture is a caramel brown. And you go online, you don't see caramel brown anymore. You see grayish blue. And then the backgrounds in these original pictures were grayish blue. That gave away the fact that they were fake backgrounds a little too easily. So NASA had since gone in and color corrected all of those. What did they say? Uh, Are they
1: saying that it was just like a color correction that they did? Or do they have an excuse for any of this?
0: Uh, I've never heard them address that. Uh, but basically, that kind of planted the seed in my mind that, oh, never maybe they were fake. I don't know. Uh, and that's really the key to solving the mystery is having an open mind. Uh, pride simply is the unwillingness to be wrong. And humility is the willingness to be wrong. And it's good to True. be wrong because you're you doing something new. And you're not walking around in error. And so another 10 years into the future, at this point in the story, I'm 24. I'd already been a filmmaker for six years. And I was editing one day for the guy who produced the show I saw 10 years earlier on TV. And I said, who was that guy in your show who said we didn't go to the moon? I'd like to, you know, talk to him. So I got in touch with him, and being a filmmaker, he suggested that I do a movie. And basically, seeing how my job as a filmmaker is to make fake scenes look real, uh, I could tell you with 100% certainty that the pictures that they claim were taken on the moon in sunlight, because, you know, it's so bright with no atmosphere, you would never need flash photography or a light or anything. Uh, I can tell you with 100% certainty, they were absolutely taken with electrical lighting. I can even tell you what kind of light, because I had them in my production closet. I used the same kind. And you can go to sabrell.com and see a three-minute video on the home page showing you shadows and sunlight are parallel, always. It's impossible for sunlit shadows to intersect, no matter so I, I've what seen the these angle two... of the surface
1: and for me, that was always the smoking gun, was always that the little that I knew, it didn't make any sense. I've never seen shadows, if the, if it's the sun that's uh, lighting me, if I'm walking down the street, I've never seen that happen. And I was always waiting for an excuse from NASA, but unless you know something I don't, I, I again, that's another thing I haven't heard addressed, I just see it ignored.
0: Yeah, I mean, I put a side-by-side of a picture from the alleged last mission to the moon, Of two objects that are about five feet apart on even surface, with the you know almost uh, you know a pretty uh, non-wide lens, fifty millimeter lens, they were taken with. It's almost telephoto. They're leaning leaning toward it, and these shadows intersect at ninety degrees from objects five feet apart. You know you can't duplicate that in sunlight, and so you could really prove that the moon missions are fake. With one photograph legally in a court of law, you would just say, "Is to it the jury, possible?" Okay,
1: playing devil's advocate, is it possible that uh, they brought one light light source and then there's the sun and whatever light source they had? Is that possible or no?
0: No, they they said they said they took no lighting; they didn't need it. Okay, I mean, th- with no atmosphere, according to NASA, the moon is twenty times brighter than a desert on Earth with no clouds at high noon. So if you got twenty times the light necessary, right? Two thousand percent more than noon and a desert with no clouds, you don't need a flash photography. You don't need anything. And so plus they didn't have the battery power to support that and they, they admit they took no lighting. It's all under natural lighting. So if you took a jury outside and showed them two objects and you know and then turned off the lights in a courtroom with no windows and showed them an electrical light. And if you stand, you know, in one position to the light, and if you're off position to the light, it'll throw the shadows in a different direction. You you just proved in a court of law, the picture they claim was taken on the moon in sunlight was in fact taken with electrical light, which means it's on earth. So there's the first proof uh, right there. And then the second proof is, is just logical. I mean, today, with NASA's best technology, okay, this is 50 years better rockets, 50 years better computers, the farthest that they can send an astronaut into space is 1,000th the distance to the moon. So what they're really claiming is that back in 1969, when all of NASA combined, their computing power was 1,000,000th of a cell phone, They sent astronauts a thousand times farther into space on the first attempt with untried equipment than they can today with 50 years better technology. So what they're saying is they had a thousand times better technology in 1969 than they do today. Okay. I understand the argument. Possibility.
1: I understand the argument of why they faked it at the time. They wanted to get a a jump start even morally on the Soviet Union. I understand that. But why until now? Why keep it going until now? and, And what's the end game? I still don't understand.
0: Well, that's an excellent question. It's kind of like imagine there were a couple and they're madly in love and, you know, in 1969 and they get married. And uh, six weeks later, one of them gets drunk at a convention and has sex with a total stranger, and they're <laughs> faithful to their spouse for their life. They could either tell them, you know, the day after it happened, or imagine if they told them on their 50th anniversary, "Hun, i I've, I've been wanting to tell you this, you know, I haven't I've been a faithful spouse, I cheated on you. And so they're afraid. They're afraid to admit that they took tax dollars and deceived the public. And it's more than that. If you go to sabrell.com, my book, which is called Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list, is kind of the the behind-the-scenes production of A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, which is a film series that cost a million dollars, which was financed by a millionaire who builds rockets for NASA, who knows the moon missions were fake. And there was a lot of information we uncovered from astronauts' relatives that was true and horrific, but we were asked not to put in the movie because they were pursuing their own lawsuits with NASA and didn't want things coming out before they went to court. So obviously, I you know, obliged them. Now that they're deceased, I release information, including the second to the last chapter called NASA's greatest fear. I mean, it'd be one thing, Pantelis, if they faked the moon mission and never killed anybody. It'd be like people you hear on the news who tunneled you know, from the dry cleaner and went into the bank and took all the gold. Didn't kill anybody and got away with it. I hate, I mean, I don't know about you, but part of me is like, hey, they outwitted them. Good for them. You know, because I like yeah, puzzles. Yeah. It's kind of like solving. However, if they killed three guards, who are newly married with, you know, toddler children, right? Then you have no respect for them. And so this is the problem. When I interviewed the family of the man who was going to be the first man to walk on the womb, who weeks before his death had an impromptu, without permission, press conference where he took the media to the top of the rocket and hung a lemon on it that was the size of a grapefruit. And called the rocket to the moon a piece of junk from the man who was supposed to be the first man to walk on the moon. He's a whistleblower. This is what his wife told me. She said on January 26, 1967, Virgil Grissom came home from work and told her the following Hun, for some strange reason, the CIA is all over the launch pad today inspecting the equipment. Never seen him here before. Why did the CIA show up today? The very next day, the guy is dead from faulty equipment. So when the widow, who I interviewed for four hours of the first man who was going to be to walk on the moon, tells you that her husband was murdered by the CIA, and then I interview his son for three hours, who's a 747 pilot, he's not an idiot, says his father was murdered by the CIA, I believe him. So now, not only would the government have to admit they took an equivalent of $200 billion to pretend to go to the moon and embezzled it, they murdered our fellow citizens to cover up their crimes. Now, remind me if I get my history incorrect, but the first legal document of the United States of America is not the Constitution. It's the Declaration of Independence, independence. which says that they formed this nation— because King George was a threat to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. He was murdering Americans, called the Boston Massacre, where five people died, okay? And it's still in dispute whether, you know, it was really the British's fault, or were they defending themselves? But five people died, and our founding fathers and mothers says, that's it. We've had enough. You know, we are willing to risk our lives, our property, our children's lives, whatever, because we're going to stand up for what is right. So when the federal government starts murdering their own people to cover up their crimes, they are a threat to life. And then liberty. You got to get permission to open your business. You got to get permission to go shopping, permission to go to church, permission to have more than four people at your child's birthday party. Well, if you have one group of people who are the grantors of permission to another group of people, then one group is masters and the other group are slaves. And so they're definitely a threat to liberty. And then if it's my pursuit of happiness to go to church or open my business, then they're a threat to that. I mean, I don't care if nine out of 10 people are dropping dead because of an illness circling around. It's still your right to go shopping under those circumstances if you want to take that risk. And it's still your right to open your business under those circumstances because the, the 10% who survived is still going to need toilet paper and tuna fish, right? I did a statistical right. analysis. Even if these numbers were correct of the last thing that's been going on for three years, even if the fatalities were correct, you would be statistically more likely to die in a car crash on the way to church than you would be from uh, I guess uh, what he uh, called con- uh, getting a contagious illness at church and dying from it. So if they're so concerned about our safety, then I guess we're going to have to make cars illegal because you know they do kill millions of people every year. In fact, according to the World Health Organization, cigarettes are going to kill one billion people by in the next. Uh, 66 years, okay? We should arrest all cigarettes. Well, we should make cigarettes (laughs) illegal. I mean, it would be very simple. All the countries agree to write a one-sentence law. It is now illegal to manufacture or sell cigarettes. End of story. You just saved one billion lives. There you go. And and so you may remember there were certain stores that had areas roped off because some slave masters – Told their slaves that this wasn't essential, but cigarettes. Yeah, they had were for seeds sale.
1: around here. Even the Walmart, yeah. they had seeds. They had actual seeds and plants cordoned off so you couldn't get to it because it wasn't essential.
0: Yeah, I mean, who? If, if one group of people is able to tell another group of people what they can and cannot buy, then that's slavery, right? Mm-hmm. And if one person says, "We're going to arrest you if you have more than four people at your son's birthday party." then you're a slave to the people who are arresting you. And so it's outrageous what they're getting away with. And so your question is, why didn't the truth come out? If they had killed nobody, maybe they might have, uh, but they did kill people. So now they have to, they, it, if the truth comes out that the moon landing is fraudulent, it's the finger out of the dike, because then they're going to have to open what's called the Apollo 1 fire case where they're, the dead man's own relatives say they were murdered by the CIA. So then it's the government murdering their own people, you see, embezzling them. And get this, okay, so Pantis, these CIA agents were paid a salary. They got a paycheck every month, right, from the taxpayers. And then they used equipment to, you know, rig a fire to, that killed these three people. So we paid for their salaries. We paid for the equipment. We paid to be deceived. And this is our federal government. I mean, this, this, even though the moon landing fraud probably killed, you know, fewer than 30 people at my estimate, which, if the JFK, you know, assassination witness list, they say is 200 people. And of course, 9 11 oh, wow. is 3,000. You know, it's still the most symbolic and would have the most good if the truth came out. It killed the fewest number of people compared to those other two but it's different. I showed okay so we have two proofs, you know, you can't have greater technology in the past and in the future. We we have shadows intersecting which can't be duplicated, right? And then I uncovered footage if you go to sabrell.com and watch a funny thing happen on the way to the moon, 45 I did minutes and, million and I think it's movie. a great
1: worth worth watching. I think it's a great little documentary.
0: Yeah, it's on the it's on the homepage, you can watch it for free at sabrell.com, and we uncovered footage dated two days into the flight of them faking being halfway to the moon with a one-foot model of the earth. I showed that panties to the news director at NBC. They practically fainted. They said, oh my gosh, this proves they didn't go to the moon. I said, yeah, what are we going to do? They refused to broadcast it for fear it causes civil war. And then 10 years go by, there's a new news director. They see the same footage. They say it proves they didn't go to the moon. NBC News in New York is going to break the story nationwide. They fly me to New York. They put me up in the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. They pay me thousands of dollars for the exclusive license to this footage we uncovered. And they get a call from the federal government threatening them and, and they, you know, demanding that they not broadcast it. And they back down. Do you think all these and people so,
1: surrounding the, the, including the astronauts, do you think they keep getting threatened? Uh, maybe, like, you remember Buzz Aldrin, like, when he got upset, he attacked you, punched you in the face? Do you think it's because he's getting threatened and he's like, okay, if I don't stop this guy, I'm getting killed?
0: No, not in that particular case. Uh, there, I mean, there are two ways to get people to comply, right, or three. I guess, you could bribe them, and that's their favorite way, because then they can become complicit, and I'm sure a lot of these people, who were apparently Masons, uh, you know, bribery was fine. They love being, you know, in the limelight or whatever. A person like Neil Armstrong, at least the man he was in 1969, as best as I can tell, was a man of integrity, and he didn't want to have anything to do with it. That's why there's not a single still photograph of him on the surface of the moon. Greatest event in human history, first man on the moon, there's not a single picture of him on the moon other than a TV image, which was another actor in a spacesuit anyway. And so he didn't want any anything to do with it. And so, but he can't resign because he's already the substitute for the crew that was killed by the CIA. So they can't have him resign publicly. Then it starts looking weird. So they bribe him. He says no. They threaten his life. I don't think that means much to a test pilot. (laughs) He's flying experimental aircraft every month. And then you turn up the heat and you have to threaten his family. Because let let me tell you something. I got, you know, so we have the three proofs. You can't have greater technology in the past. You can't have intersecting shadows. And we have a one-foot model of them faking being halfway to the moon that NBC News Says proves they didn't go to the moon, and then we have a deathbed confession from an eyewitness who saw them film Apollo Eleven at Cannon Air Force Base in June of 1968. So I'm confirming this information to put in my book. It's not in the movie, and the guy's son, the you know the guy who was the eyewitness, confesses as he's dying to get right with God. And I'm just confirming the details with his son, less than two years ago, and his house is broken into, government agents show up and threaten to kill him and his family if he speaks to me again about his father, uh, you know, participating in the fake moon landing. And so not only do they threaten to kill you, they, they'll they kill your family as well. So, or they got dirt on you and they say, you want me to tell the world you know, you did blah, 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 whatever. And uh, so in the particular case with Buzz Aldrin, the guy's just prideful. Y- you know, if I walked on the moon and someone thought otherwise, I would find that hysterically funny. I'm like, really? You really think it was in a TV studio? Oh, my gosh. Are you okay? You want me If to I walked on the moon, I'd with- walk around
1: <laughs> punching everyone.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. I would find it amusing, and I'd be glad to swear on the Bible. But technically, it could be used as a video deposition in a court of law, and they'd be guilty of perjury. So the way he reacted was me coming up to him in front of his wife and saying, hey, your mistress says hello. Then he's mad because it's true. Because the fact is, a sword with no point causes no injury. He got mad because it's true. And he didn't get mad because I called him a liar or a thief. Or we just paid him two grand to do an interview about something he didn't do. He got mad because I called him a coward. That that made him upset cuz he's so prideful, you know? And the fact is he is. Of course, I've been a coward and a thief and a liar myself. Let me say that. However, the fact is he's afraid to look bad. He's afraid to look bad. Okay? He's afraid to embarrass himself in front of the world, in front of his family. And of course, he'd have to give back all these paper clips and pens that he sold at Sutherbee's for a quarter million dollars, claiming they were on the moon, you know, and he'd be guilty of fraud and so forth and so on. So, this is our world. You know, the mankind's greatest accomplishment is a complete lie. What did and you think so about that Indian film... moon landing? I don't know. I don't think anything of it. I mean, it's irrelevant to me. Uh you can send a probe to the moon, uh that doesn't mean the probe wouldn't possibly be fake because it looks like NASA may have faked the Mars probes in the 70s. I mean, they can't be trusted obviously. If they come I the Indian one looked super
1: today. fake to me, but what do I know?
0: Yeah, I have no, I have no idea and don't care. You know, uh, if NASA <laughs> were to come forward and say Look, you know the the johnson and nixon administration said you know uh, fake the moon landing and we don't have anything to do with it but we're really trying to go to the moon this time you know the problem is even even if even if they did that if you if we're really smart we're supposed to be smart okay Uh, (laughs) you know but we're really not i'm I'm sure the founding fathers thought they lived in the technological age with lanterns and stoves you know and the printing press (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, but and, and you know in ships sailing around the world, the fact is drive down any city, you see this crisscross of wires going everywhere, jerry-rigged, and it's like, well, what is that all about? Well, no, we're not really technologically advanced. If we were really smart, okay, we would spend all this money instead. Could, they sent probes to Venus that cost like a billion dollars. I mean, for what? to map the surface of something that's 800 degrees? What's the point? And so why not give everyone clean drinking water, indoor plumbing and a job to the best of our ability and then explore the ocean, make sure there's nothing there that we haven't discovered. And then once everyone is taken care of, if we have some extra money, why not go to the moon? But we're 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 leaping ahead. We're doing this intellectual masturbation while people are starving. There's thirty thousand children that die every day of starvation. And instead of Bill Gates, you know, giving them indoor plumbing and food, he he tries to sterilize them, you know. <laughs> and, and and it's like, oh, you know, I thought I thought he was this great humanitarian, you know. And so. He doesn't really take care of poor people. He tries to eliminate them, you know, and so out of his own mouth, he wants to lower the population by 94%. So if there's a room of 30, he, he wants to lower
1: it by 94%. Again?
0: Yeah, so like That's I said, insane. just imagine a room of 34 people and he wants to get rid of 32 of them. Fortunately, you and I are the two surviving. That was a close call. But anyway. <laughs> so that's just the state of our world it's kind of sad but it's good to know that you have cancer if you don't know that you have cancer then you can't cure it and you know originally i turned down this project for fear it could be true and it could be dangerous looking into it so one of the new things released in the book at sabrell.com which is audio i read it myself kindle or print There's a chapter called The Funny Thing Happened on the Way to CNN, which goes into detail I used to never discuss publicly in any podcast, which is that when I found the secret footage of them faking being halfway to the moon, I was, you know, major problems, including being followed, you know, in the middle of the night and wherever I went you know i mean just obviously it wasn't paranoia and then rushing to get the copy of the tape to cnn and being in the back alley giving it literally through the back door to a reporter at cnn when i'm surrounded by government agents who kidnap me and drug me with truth serum and then when i escaped their custody and make my way back to nashville i appealed what, what is truth I, serum i got it a... What what is truth serum exactly? I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing. I'm guessing that's what it was. is sodium pentothal. I was given something that was so strong I immediately started throwing up, seeing spots before my eyes, and I was in la la land. And I told them everything they wanted to know. In fact, I only remember like the first two questions of a list of, I guess, thirty questions, say out on a clipboard. That you know, I told them everything they wanted escape? to know. I was in la. Uh, it's a long story. You have to get the book to find out. I mean, it's just like a it's like a two hour story if I get into it. But when I got back, whatever they drugged me with, I I thought, you know, I got him. I got I got this drug in me. So I pee in a cup and give it to a friend to put in a lab in his name. And I said, I'm gonna, you know, give this to NBC and prove the government had drugged me, not to mention illegally arrested me, right as a journalist doing my job. And uh, my friend, you know, we meet, and I said, well, what are the results? He says, well, there was a problem at the lap. And I'm like, oh, what problem? He says, well, funny thing, they had a break-in over the weekend. And I'm like, yeah, so what? He says, well, funny thing, the only thing stolen was your urine sample. <laughs> so, you know, what can you do? And so I don't, but why, what- why not
1: just kill you?
0: Well, I'm sure they tried. The thing is, when they illegally arrested me, it's in the book at sabrell.com. When they were illegally arresting me, there was this, I guess, innovative, uh, low budget lawyer who had a back alley law office so that he could claim CNN, you know, square or whatever, as his address to look impressive, you know, but he was just a little alley door in CNN center. He literally walks out the door going to lunch while I'm being illegally arrested. I see the lawyer sign above his door, and I say, look, your lawyer said you're hired. I'm a journalist. I've worked for NBC, and uh, these big, huge TV videotapes show them faking part of the moon mission, and they're trying to stop me from getting these. He whips out a notepad and starts taking notes, and they're like, oh, what do we do now? Had he not been there, maybe after they drugged me, they would have put me, you know, unconscious on a train track, which was kind of their style at the time. Who knows? But all this time now, like
1: all this time has passed. How come they don't just kill you now? Why would they let you come out with books?
0: Then it it draws suspicion to the fact that I'm correct. They would would rather uh, not draw attention to it being true. It's like the videos you can watch, you know, on YouTube, because if they take them down, it only proves that I'm correct. And if anything happens to me, it only Mm -hmm. proves that I'm correct. And then additionally, people like this guy and his relatives who were at Cannon Air Force Base witnessing them filming Apollo 11 on the ground a year in advance, people like that contact me. And so I'm sure I'm a valuable resource to keep alive So that these, you know, leads and leaks, they can become aware of who knows what. They just don't realize there are good guys in the government spying on the spies, keeping track of them. And during these little adventures with the CIA, and I go into this in my book, I met some good guys in the government who literally rescued me. And as best as I can tell, they were with marine intelligence. And so I got that going for me, too. So the, there are patriots in the government, and probably the majority are patriots. Uh, the, the problem is uh, both parties are corrupt, and they only allow their corrupt people to the presidency. And under current law, the president can appoint corrupt leaders of every department in the government. I mean, FBI agents say, look, we, we got this senator who's taking bribes, and the FBI chief says, you look into it, and you're fired. You know, it's because he's on their payroll or something. So the last chapter of my book is called What to Do About This Mess. And one of the suggestions is that we pass a new constitution, have a new constitutional convention, rewrite everything, clean the slate, keep laws very simple, keep the government out of people's houses and lives, let freedom reign. They can give us advice if they want. Maybe you shouldn't go shopping, maybe you shouldn't open your business, maybe you should, you know, wear face covering or whatever, but it's just advice. Otherwise, there's one group who are masters and another group who are slaves, and then the FBI, the Justice Department, the EPA, the FDA, they should elect their leader from within. The rank and file knows who's honest and who's not. Let them elect, and then what is the president going to do? Nothing about it. So if the FBI or the Justice Department has anything on the president, they can you know, more honestly, uh, prosecute them. And then this whole idea that we elect government officials, that's that's a mistake. Because I know somebody who was running for Congress, and they said, we would be glad for you to be, you know, the Democratic you know, representative, and we'll guarantee you success if you only agree to do this. And he said, no, the next day, the police raid his house and find marijuana or whatever, you know. So just ask Bernie Sanders or Ron Paul if an outsider can rise to the top. Bernie Sanders continually got twice as many votes as Clinton, but she got more delegates anyway because of the, you know, rules. Well, that should be illegal. Why that's legal, I have no idea. That should be highly illegal. So the first democracy back in Greece, they elected their Senate Congress representatives by lottery. I mean, if we can choose by lottery who decides in a capital case whether accused murderer goes to the death penalty or not, I think we can elect people by lottery who can decide whether or not to put contains GMO on a bottle of ketchup. Which ninety? I mean, we can't do of, any
1: worse than the people who are voting into power now. So,
0: Yeah, 90% of Americans, <laughs> 90%, this is supposed to be a democracy where 51% gets their way. 90% wanted mandatory GMO labeling, and the government said, we're not going to do that. We're going to go with the corporations who are afraid to put that on there. You know what I mean? That's not a democracy at
1: all. Do you happen to know, because they're still uh, at NASA, they're still working towards um, uh, probing and sending things out there. Uh, We're talking about uh, manned missions to Mars in the future. Where's the money going now? Are they actually trying to attempt to get to the moon and further? Or is it all show? Is it all smoke and mirrors?
0: I think it's all smoke and mirrors. Um, It's basically a front. I remember in Nashville, Tennessee, I I was a big uh, Columbo fan, you know, Columbo detective fan, and especially as a filmmaker, actor. And uh, there was this place called Columbo's Chicken. And it was like open 24 hours. It was a dive or whatever. And I would drive past it all the time. And I said, you know, I'm going to go. You know, after years of saying I'm going to go, I finally went. And I go there like at four in the morning. And uh, there's only like two tables in the whole place. And no one there, and a piece of chicken. This is like forty years ago, like five dollars for one piece of chicken. I'm like, what the heck is that all about? And then there's a lady sitting uh, at a desk with like a twenty line telephone, taking calls nonstop, writing things down. Well, obviously it's a front for gambling numbers or whatever. And so that's all NASA is. What did it? They didn't go to the moon. They didn't leave Earth orbit. They had already orbited the Earth multiple times. So. To orbit the Earth, at the most, was 25% of the $200 billion in today's dollars. So they got an extra $150 billion. I mean, an aircraft carrier cost $15 billion. CNN was sold for half of one ship. I suspect the CIA bought CNN. And what a coincidence, CNN and the CIA have the exact same, you know, theology, in fact, there was an independent survey of newspapers, radio, TV stations throughout the world, and it was about some war going on, but the CIA was conducting. And out of 1,500 surveyed, all all 1,500, 100% were for the CIA's war. I mean, it just boggles okay. the mind how they literally control everything. There is no independent news, and hasn't been for a long time. In fact. My book at sabrell.com is interactive. I write a chapter, then I say, go to sabrell.com, click on the, uh, you know, Moonman video links and watch link one before you read the next chapter, link two. One of the links in there is uh, a synchronization of the Zabruder film with Dan Rather describing for people without showing it two days after the assassination, what happened. And he says because they wouldn't show it. They wouldn't show it. The Zabruder film wasn't shown until, like, 12 years later by Geraldo. And when and then they had to open up the, you know, Kennedy Assassination Select Committee or whatever. In any case. But I so think also that Zabruder film
1: might have been too violent for people in the time, right, to see their president get his head uh, blown off like that?
0: I don't know. Uh, that's debatable. But, but the point is, we, this video clip, at, you can see it for free at sabrell.com, is of Dan Rather saying, Well, trust me, let me describe it for you, and him saying out of his own mouth, and after the third fatal shot, you see Kennedy, Kennedy's head go violently forward. Well, it's synchronized, it, the third fatal shot, it goes violently backwards. So when he says Kennedy heads go forward, it's actually going backwards. Dan Rather is saying the exact opposite of the truth. What, what is this, uh, six years before they faked the moon landing, right? And oh, how so come, though, they completely Why, lied.
1: Like, well, why would Dan
0: Re... Like, uh,
1: Would that change Oswald, the story for anyone listening?
0: Oswald was, Oswald was allegedly behind the president, and therefore the gunshot would cause his head oh, to go man. forward. If the gunman oh, were in front of Kennedy, then the, his head would go backwards. So... They had to back up the false claim that Oswald killed Kennedy when he did not. And, you know, it's pretty sad. This is what's going on in the world. And until these criminals are caught and exposed and something is done about it, it's just going to get worse instead of better.
1: In all these years of um, needing different people that were uh, they may have had some inside information on the fact that, you know, NASA was faking the moon landings. Did you run into anyone who had additional information on things like uh, the JFK assassination or or they had additional information on government cover ups or no? You never met any of those people?
0: Well, yeah, uh, several people had an understanding about multiple things and uh, the JFK assassination Uh, the Gulf of Tonkin incident, and so forth. For example, uh, Robert McNamara was defense secretary during the Vietnam War, during the Johnson administration. And this is one of the reasons they killed Kennedy. He wanted to end the war, and as soon as Johnson became president, he rescinded uh, the Vietnam War coming to an end and escalated it. And, of course, the public was against it. And But... The Defense Department and the CIA got together, according to the Defense Secretary, he confessed before he died, and they said we need some sort of Pearl Harbor-type incident to get people, you know, mad and angry and vengeful. So they created something called the Gulf of Tonkin Incident, which was allegedly a North Vietnamese ship attacking an American ship, which would, you know, give an excuse to enter the war fully he before he died Robert McNamara said it never happened we just made that up well congress passed a law called the Gulf of Tonkin resolution to enter the war based on something that never happened i mean do you understand yeah. that and so the cia is killing their own president and uh you know causing wars without reason and if you have what is it 3000 architects and engineers say that it's mechanically impossible for a pinhole airplane going in and out of a steel grid to cause its collapse, then I believe them. I mean, just look at the Oklahoma City bombing. Half the building was blown away, and the thing still stood. So why would a pinhole airplane going in and out cause its collapse? 3,000 architects and engineers say it was brought down by explosives, so I believe them. The dead Forget that. What nephew, about Building 7? That's the
1: real Dick- smoking gun.
0: Well, of course it is. But my point is that if they're willing to kill 3,000 of their own people, and if Bobby Kennedy Jr., who has more access to the JFK files than Oliver Stone, says his uncle was killed by the CIA, I believe him. So here's my point, uh, is that if they're willing to kill their own president, if they're willing to start a war that kills 58,220 of their own people, if they're willing to kill 3,000 people on 9-11, then I don't think faking an image of the moon on television is too sacred of a thing for them to do. And that's, that's the obstacle with the moon landing fraud. Whoever killed Kennedy, he's still dead. Whoever did 9-11, they're still dead. This is different. This is a positive lie. It's giving candy to somebody, and now taking it back and giving them a big plate of manure instead. This is Santa Claus for adults. We went to the moon. America's crumbling. America's, you know, being defeated. But at least we got, we were first on the moon, you see? Well, why didn't the Russians ever come out and say,
1: look, we tried. This is impossible. They're lying. How come they never came out and said that?
0: Well, because we're being blackmailed. I mean, just think about it, Pantis. If I had a picture of a world leader with a prostitute, I could upload it to the Internet for free and ruin the person, and then that's that. Or, if I'm really clever, I could blackmail them year after year with ever-increasing demands. I know somebody who personally works in the headquarters command center of the Chinese Space Agency. They told me everybody there knows the moon missions are fake, They are blackmailing NASA to give them space technology in exchange for not blowing the whistle on the moon landing. That's much more valuable. Give it to the Chinese. That's that's sneaky. Well, the the Soviets are smart, too. I mean, right after the moon landing, we we started selling grain to the Soviets below cost, and right after the moon landing, Nixon recants calling China our enemy, goes over there and kisses their butt. You see? And because they're holding that over our head, that's another good reason to just admit the truth is now we can't be blackmailed about it anymore. What they'll probably end up doing is keep postponing the moon landing, which they've done over and over and over again. In fact, you get this, NASA has never once, not a single time, kept a schedule they set. Not a single time, except the most complicated mission of all time going to the moon, they were ahead of schedule. You see that? Just to put a telescope into Earth orbit with two decades more technology was 10 years behind schedule. They said they were going to have people orbiting the moon in 2018. They said that in 2014. And then you take that four years behind schedule. And in 2022, they have mannequins orbiting the moon instead of people. And yet somehow... Fifty years later, we can drive cars and play golf on the moon. And now we can only send mannequins to orbit and not even land. And the reason is radiation. One of the free clips you can see at sabrell.com is NASA's engineer saying the technology necessary for an astronaut to survive the radiation on a trip to the moon and back has yet to be invented. So how is it they survived the trip to the moon and back? In 1969, hmm, isn't that interesting? And so, there's more. This is the Van
1: Allen radiation belt that stops us.
0: That's correct. Every manned mission is well below that radiation field, which is 30,000 miles thick, but doesn't start until about a thousand miles up. So, right now, the space station is at 250 miles, 750 miles below the radiation. If you go up another hundred miles, even though you're 650 miles away from the radiation, you close your eyes, you can see radiation hitting your retinas of your closed eyes as sparks of light. So imagine there's a nuclear meltdown at a reactor that's 650 miles away from where you are. You turn that direction, close your eyes, and you can see the radiation as sparks hitting your, the retinas of your closed eyes. That's how strong this radiation is, and you'd have to be inside of it. For nearly an hour and a half to the moon and nearly an hour and a half coming back from the moon and when kelly smith says oh, dead. deadly radiation and the technology necessary to survive going through it has yet to be invented that means they didn't go to the moon doesn't it so you have uh, you know all this proof is just an emotional and literally religious attachment that prevents people from seeing the truth. I talked to a professor who teaches aerospace in one of the United States' leading universities, and he told me, even if he saw Neil Armstrong on national TV tearfully confessing that the moon missions were fake, he would still think he walked on the moon anyway. He refuses huh? to say the glorious moon landing are fake. Now, this is a guy teaching university. And then the University of Pittsburgh uh, had a contract with me, $2,000 contract, to come to a student body group on campus, show my movie, and talk about the moon landing fraud, and the university forbid it. In a free society with freedom of assembly, freedom of expression. You see that? It's well, not on the really grounds of what? Of what, what reason?
1: Why would they cancel it? They didn't
0: it? say. They, they... Well, university means universal thinking, right? Why is it that, quote, Hmm. smart people think the moon mission's real when they're not? Because to to get a degree, you're actually only reciting memorized data that may or may not be true. Like if they teach in school, 2 plus 2 equals 1,142. When that comes up on a question, if I write 1,142, I'll get my degree. But can I think critically outside of that narrow bandwidth? I went to my doctor. And I started studying natural, you know, natural medicine, and I'm like, well, what do you know about natural medicine? You know, turmeric, garlic, ginger, things like that. She looked at me like I asked her if I if she spoke Martian, and she says, "Look, all I know is the following: to give this pill to for this illness, that's what I was taught in university. No <laughs> so critical thinking. You have people, yeah, they can do a narrow bandwidth." And they're called smart because they're an engineer or a pilot or an aerospace person. But they but they will not admit that the moon missions are fake, even if an astronaut confesses that they were fake. They think as a five year old watching it on TV, they know better than an Apollo astronaut. They really think this. And these these are the people running the world. And
1: I had seen at one point, I don't know if it was through you, but I had seen photos from the moon landing. Where uh, they were adding crosshairs, I guess, just to point out where they were gonna pin these photos. But one of them was weird because it looked like they added objects after, because one of the crosshairs was like half cut out by a backpack. So it was as if the crosshair was already there, but only on one of the photos. And then there was a backpack in front of it. So it would kind of overlap. It looked really, really fake. I don't know if I saw that through you, but I remember seeing that online and thinking, that's such a stupid uh, person that did the Photoshop. They didn't overlook their work. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know this photo? Well,
0: yeah, I mean, we, we talk about this and a funny thing happened on the way to the moon, which okay. you can see for free on the homepage of SNL.com. Uh, another thing we didn't point out is, you know, that famous picture of allegedly Buzz Aldrin on the moon with his arm bent leisurely at 90 degrees. The spacesuit isn't even pressurized. I mean, how many wrinkles are in a balloon? You know, and the thing is full of wrinkles because it's not even pressurized with air. And then where's his antenna? You see that? Every other photograph has uh, his antenna sticking up and that one on the backpack, there's no antenna because it was inadvertently cut off with a piece of black masking that they rushed to cover up the cables holding up the guy so it wouldn't fall over. And so they just had to cover up the antenna real quickly with it, hoped that nobody would notice. So how's he communicating with Earth without an antenna? And even with an antenna, I'm not sure it'd work anyway. But, uh, so I mean, yeah, there's there's more than enough proof if you have an open mind to prove the moon missions are fake. My book does it, the film does it, and now the interactive book, which has sixteen interactive video clips, including a conversation with the son of the man who was the chief of security at Cannon Air Force Base, who I witnessed it, and his father, who was Cyrus Eugene Acres. Uh, gave us a list of 15 VIPs who were there at a time. He literally stood beside President Johnson on June 1, 1968, inside of a hangar at Cannon Air Force Base where they built a fake lunar set. President Johnson gave him a list of 15 people and said, these 15 visitors are allowed in the front door to observe and no one else. We published that list in the book, some of whom are still alive today. So this is insider information. Then we have shadows intersecting. Then we have them using a one-foot model to fake the Earth. Then we have the logic that you can't travel a thousand times farther into space in 1969 with one millionth of computing power of a cell phone than you can today with 50 years better technology, where Elon Musk trying to land a rocket vertically, and each rocket having 600 million times the computing power of the Apollo lander, when he tried to land a rocket vertically five decades later, the first five times it blew up, but somehow they landed it six times in a row with one six hundredth millionth the competing power than Elon Musk had. How about that? So for the first time in recorded history, there was greater technology in the past and in the future. How about that? Never happened before. Well, with- That's because it can't happen. It's- with all
1: of the, uh, I don't know if you've been seeing what's been happening with uh, with Congress, with the disclosure projects on uh, UFOs and UAPs. Uh, it seems like people are opening kind of their minds to people disclosing information that they had and whistleblowers not getting in trouble. Have you heard any rumblings of people in the know that have more information on this coming out now that it seems like it's a friendlier time to tell people that they were duped?
0: Well... The whole alien thing is another dupe. Von Braun, who was in charge of the last great his, international historic event, putting a man on the moon was an international historic event. And it was fake. It was fake. He's a Nazi, Werner von Braun. Okay. So he was in charge of faking the moon landing. Okay. Which was an international historic event. There hasn't been an international historic event, really. Since that event in 1969, well, his closest friend was his private secretary, and she said that he told her before he died that they're going to fake an alien invasion. So naturally, if a source is, you know, ex-military or, you know, leaking the information out or appears to be oppressed by the CIA, then that just adds street cred street credibility to it, right? Like I'm an undercover cop wanting to infiltrate a drug gang. You're my cop friend. I say, I need you to arrest me and beat the crap out of me in front of these guys. Then they'll really yeah. believe that, that I'm a drug dealer, right? And so they're doing the same thing. They're leaking things out and making things tantalize and you know maybe persecuting people with censorship who say this or that, when in fact, that's their cover to give them street credibility. Okay, that that makes sense too. Because the alien thing is fake. Don't fall for it. You
1: know, I'm not falling. I'm actually. I love. I love everything to do with aliens or even time travels. The kind of stuff I like in fiction. Uh, But the alien stuff that keeps coming out, I keep having to address it on different podcasts. I'm like, ugh, I wish it were real, but everything about it just seems fake now them getting organized and faking a whole invasion i'd be impressed because i don't know how they'd be able to do it the 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 government so far seem uh, incapable of doing anything properly so i can't no, see that happening but really. would it be their intention i wouldn't put it past them
0: well the former vice president of a particular company that made a particular medicine for a particular alleged illness that's been going around for three years he said the first thing that he that struck him to prove that what's been going on for the last three years was propaganda, was he's never seen a coordinated, universal, top-down, the exact same you know, philosophy going out at, at the exact same time about a topic, that every country in the world had the exact same protocol for this, that, and the other. So they got away with this. Most people believed this little thing for the last three years and it was coordinated from the top down. I mean, in the town of Nashville, right? Uh, the mayor's emails got discovered during this little scenario for the last three years. And in his own private emails, he says this illness is non-existent in the city of Nashville, but we're going to lock down the city anyway. Now, the mayor's number one priority is the economy of that city. So if he is intentionally destroying the economy of that city, which the emails prove, he's following orders from above, isn't he? Which is why they the federal control government. the party. Yeah, they Yeah. It's a top-down government all the way down to the mayor of every city is following orders from above. And this is how they've had thousands of years to get their tentacles organized like this. It, it is going on. You, you look But faking
1: at, an invasion is going to – they're going to have to have a couple – you're going to have to show some proof if you're faking an invasion, right?
0: Well, yeah, they could have zero gravity craft that doesn't that isn't capable of space travel but looks like it could travel in space. They could throw that out, they could project a hologram you know a fake craft. who knows what they could do uh, How
1: advanced has the hologram uh, technology gotten because I remember reading somewhere years ago that there was a, a a plan to project holograms around the world if they needed to unite the world under one government. And one of the things it said was that they were going to go to different parts of the world and show different uh, deities that they respect in that world. And those deities are going to claim, hey, I'm back, I'm here, uh, listen to me, follow this government. Uh, it, do we have enough technology that's advanced enough to fool people where you see a hologram and you're kind of doubtful, you're like, that might be a god?
0: I suspect that's a possibility. Uh... So, I mean, they could uh, in a lab create a, cre- a little gray, half lizard person, true too, yeah. half human that they created here on Earth. Uh, they they've been they've been doing what do you call it test tube baby since the early '60s. That's my what my military sources tell me, and you know I think the first test tube baby was in the mid '80s. No, they, they were doing it in the early '60s, and successfully. And so it became commercialized, you know, maybe 20 years later. But they were doing it. The military was doing it 20 years before that. Who who knows? Uh, but the fact is they did convince everybody in the world to, the, to a great degree that the moon missions were real when they were fake. They did it in every country in the world through centralized command, through corrupt leaders in every country. I mean... When, it, when the CIA doesn't like a leader of a country, they take them down over and over and over this again. Don't believe me? Then just ask Noriega or uh, Libya, Gaddafi or Saddam Hussein in Iraq. These are all CIA assets who apparently said no one too many times, which was probably twice, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they take them down. And why do you think Libya eventually gave back? All that money from Flight 800 or whatever it was—maybe and I got the number wrong. Forgive me if I did. Of the, you know, the Libya bombing of some aircraft, he, he finally gave back yeah. that money because he was afraid he was going to be taken down. And, and they bought him about ten years or so, and he finally got taken down. I, I mean, he—it was the most prosperous country by far in all of Africa, and they refused to use the dollar and the French franc. And uh, they took him down and they'll they'll keep doing it. This is why it's so important for the moon landing fraud to come out. It, it may have killed the fewest number of people, but it's the one that's going to outrage the public the most to demand change. The NBC News director saw that it'll be the finger out of the dike. And. I think it's a good thing because we have our own government murdering their own people and lying to their own people and embezzling from their own people. And until they're caught, they're just going to keep doing worse and worse and worse and worse. And these world leaders, their goal is to get rid of 94 percent of us, to get rid of us, to kill us.
1: 94 percent is excessive. How how can uh, can the world still function with 94 percent less of us?
0: I don't know uh but that's what they've said they their ideal world has half a billion people in it now whether, whether their their yeah. goal to get to that level is 200 years i don't know i do suspect that there is a cataclysm coming from outer space and that like a comet asteroid rogue planet something like that and they'll just keep postponing returning to the moon that like they've already done 10 times Ten presidents have said since Nixon that they're going to return to the moon in five or ten years, and they've never been able to do it, right? I mean, come on, people. If they could drive cars on the moon in 1969 on the first attempt with one millionth of computing power of a cell phone, we would have been on Mars ten years later. we had been in another solar system by now, and there'd be bases all over the moon. I mean, come on. And you don't need to return to the moon to practice to go to Mars if you've already done it six times. So they'll keep postponing it, postponing it until economic collapse, um, uh, dare I say, real illness circulating the world, common asteroid. At that point, no one's going to care who shot JFK or who did 9-11 or if the moon landings are real or not. So they'll just keep postponing it until something like that happens. And what can you do? I, I don't see any way to stop this without divine intervention. They're just experts. I mean, they killed Kennedy in front of 200 people, got away with it. They they admit the Gulf of Tonkin was fake. No one cares. Robert, I mean, uh, what is his name? William Binney worked for the NSA for 30 years in upper management. It goes on national TV about five years ago and says, oh, by the way, we spy on the private cell phone conversations of Supreme Court justices to get sexual and financial dirt on them, so we can blackmail them to vote the way we tell them. Okay, so it's an established Nobody fact. Nobody cares. No one contradicted it. No one said that's not true. Can you believe that? No one. True, and yet there's not a single investigation by the Justice Department or the FBI into Supreme Court justices being blackmailed by their own government. That's how bad it is. It's, and it's, it's insane that worse. nobody gives a shit. And, so and it's my so hope crazy. Is the moon landing fraud truth will come out. It'll be the finger out of the. Well, it, it, people do care. It's just that the media and the public is so controlled and hypnotized. They don't have a, a moment to do anything about it. I mean, I, I, I suggest you take this little experiment, go to a restaurant walk around the restaurant, do a little loop through the restaurant, and you'll see people at tables. I suspect in every single case, you'll find 90% of people with their faces in their cell phones and not talking to the people directly across from them, right? They're True. supposed to go to a restaurant to have fellowship with people. And and I, I even saw a couple, you know, I, I think it's kind of cute that when couples sit beside each other instead of, you know, you know across from each other, and uh, there they are, cute young couple and Shakey's Pizza, you know, beside each other with their faces in their cell phones. I mean, like, I walked through a park the other day, every single person has their face in a cell phone, not talking to anybody in the park that they drove to, to enjoy nature, and they got their face in their cell phone. It's making people crazy, and they're spending more time at work. I mean, sorry, more time in a, in a screen than they do at work, literally, hour-wise. They spend more time, if you include weekends, and with their face in a virtual screen, virtual reality, than they do at work. Then they have to sleep and do their dry cleaning, get the car fixed. When is their time to make the world a better place, right? The divorce rate's at 55%. Can't even make their own marriage work, right?
1: Oh, it's crazy.
0: I think it's getting worse and in, instead of better. And I don't I don't see – I mean, technically, these people could be stopped, technically, right? But I don't think it's going to happen, right? Technically, I could do 300 push-ups a day. I don't think that's going to happen <laughs> at least in the next 24 hours. <laughs> Not in the next 24 <laughs> right? hours, but it's something to strive and to. so there you go. This is the world we're stuck with. And it's just the moon landing is just the epitome of it. That's what the book kind of – the book – See, I season the facts and my personal experiences with kind of a, a spiritual point of view. I mean, it, it represents something. I mean, this is this is why I changed my mind. You can, remember, I, I originally turned this down. I said, look, this could be true. There's a lot of things that don't make sense. And I don't want to risk my life for what Nixon did. No thank you. And years <laughs> later, I changed my mind because it dawned on me, Pantin, if they fake going to the moon, embezzled $200 billion, right? It's taught in the encyclopedia. It's on stamps, it's on coins. And they murdered people to cover it up. If that's true, if they faked it, that's more profound historically than if they would actually gone. Do you see that? The faking of the moon landing is so much more profound to humanity and history than if they'd actually gone that mankind would stoop so low and be so juvenile and so afraid to admit failure and so corrupt and so arrogant that they would deceive the world about the greatest accomplishment that's the truth and that is so much more profound than if they could really go to the moon in 1969 and when that just well, the on bright me side I said this is important this
1: I will say the bright side would be that it wasn't all of mankind. It was the these people side? that duped it. The, yeah, the rest of us weren't aware. Um, but I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah, it's an important truth for mankind to know. Because if the truth doesn't come out, we're, we're, we're the Titanic going down. Not just the USA who did it, but everybody. Because the U.S. controls, or whoever controls the U.S., that's the same in virtually every country in the world. And if, and if you get an independent leader, they take you down one way or another. Right. And uh, so, does anybody care? Is anyone going to do anything about it? I'm sounding the alarm. I'm showing you the proof that man and some people are so prideful and so afraid to live in this world. They, they, they don't want to accept the facts. Right. I'm the type of person I want to know. I want to know the truth. And every chapter of my book uh, ends with a quote. There's one by, um, oh, I guess, what, what was his name? Was it? Oh, I forget. But he's allegedly said at Mark Twain, it is easier to fool somebody than to convince them that they have been fooled. And another one true. is the bitterest true. is better than the sweetest lie. And so if those things are true. And that that's the way that it is. You can fool somebody. It's so much easier than convincing them that they have been fooled because of their pride. And the bitterest truth is better than the sweetest lie. People have to realize that they have to hunger for the truth. And so we live in a world full of deception and how ironic that the greatest accomplishment from the greatest nation is a complete fraud. And if that's the fact then it's important to know that fact, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. is. I'm with the, uh, Honestly, it was a pleasure to have you on. It was a, it was a very good talk. I'm glad you uh, made it. I know it's late, and we still made this work. Uh, just so everyone knows, they can get the book uh, from sabrell.com directly, right? There are links.
0: Yeah, just go to, I'm sure you'll put a link beneath this, and then yep. just go to mylastname.com, S is insane. I B as in boy, R-E-L, sabrell.com. The book is in audio, and I read it myself. It's also in Kindle and print, and it's interactive. There are 16 video links that support everything that I'm saying. There's a whole lot of information that was not in the movie that has just been released, including the deathbed confession of an eyewitness who was there. It's all available at sabrell.com.
1: All the links are in the description Once again, Bart, thank you so much.